moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People, the final episode of season one. This is Asa Nilsson, and I'm your host. So it's the end of 2022, and it's time to have, I don't know, a little bit of time for pontification, thinking about what have I learned about starting a podcast. This is episode nine, so now at this point, have a little bit under my belt and I get asked from people, what's it like? I mean, what's it like to start a podcast? What, I mean, would you, would you tell anybody else to do this? Because a lot of people say that they want to do it, but they haven't done it because, oh, this has happened. This has happened. I just haven't had time and I totally get it. And I will say my biggest recommendation to anybody that would want to start a podcast Um, you really have to know why you want to do it. I mean, what is the point of it? What is the reason that you want to put yourself out very publicly in front of other people that don't know anything about you or know who you are? And are you ready for people's feedback? Whether you want it or not, you're going to get feedback from people that have their own viewpoints about what you have to say. And you got to be ready. You got to be ready for that. So if you are weak in your uh, abilities to get feedback or to hear things from other people that maybe you don't like, then take that into consideration. But also it's, um, it is a, it's, it's kind of like starting a new habit and God knows I've got plenty of habits. So starting this habit was kind of started a long time ago because I had sent weekly newsletters to my clients and it's a it's a habit that you start where it's it's a um it becomes like something that you just do every week and so i learned how to be showing up for myself and how to show up for my clients and coming up with new information every week and what did i want to talk about and kind of have content that was of interest 
to me specifically, because if I didn't want to talk about it, like I'm not just going to send a newsletter just to send a newsletter. I mean, what was the purpose of that? So I would share things that were interesting or happening in my life or things that I had, situations I had gotten myself into or uh, definitely negative situations that I found myself in. And what did I do to kind of get, get myself out of things and how did I handle it and sharing that with my with my newsletter list. And so the point of having a podcast is you got to show up continually. I mean, you can't just put out a show every once in a while and just hope that, okay, well, when I get around to it, I'll do it again. I mean, you have to show continuity because people have to learn to trust that you're actually going to show up. So the interesting thing about my newsletters was that I did them for so many years. I did them for five years. And then it was a habit that I had created that every week I would write, every week I would do something. So when I wanted to start this news, this news, when I wanted to start this podcast, it then became very natural for me to say, well, yeah, I want to do a show every Friday and I want to drop, I mean, at least, at least once a week, but I think once a week is plenty for me. So, I mean, some people want to do something every day. Some people want to do something twice a day. Some people, I mean, it's just, it's too much. It's just, it's not for me to do more than that. And it's a, it feels good to be able to have something to look forward to for me to wake up on a Monday or a Tuesday and say, oh, I'm so excited today. I'm going to be interviewing somebody or today I'm going to be talking about something that's important in my life um, and sharing it with you. And people are like, well, how many listeners do you have? How many followers do you have? How many, how many, how many, how many? And it's like, well, how are you going to make money out of this? I'm like, whoa, Nelly. Okay. This is, this is a movement. This is a slow movement. We didn't get to this point overnight. We're not going to get out of this overnight. Meaning that the point of the More Moss to the People podcast was to slow down, to start recognizing where are we going so fast that we cannot even be present in our own lives anymore. What if we want to be happy today, not someday? Instead of the, well, when I do this, then I will. You know, when I retire, then, oh my God, my life is going to be great. I'm going to do everything I've ever wanted when I retire. What do you mean when you retire? You're 55 years old. You're going to wait until you're 65 or 70 years old to do things that you want to do to enjoy your day. What happens if you don't get that day? What happens if we never get the chance? I'm all for celebrating life. God knows I love to celebrate life every day. I celebrate life every day in a way that I'm comfortable with. And however I do it and how I do it with my husband or my friends or family, that's up to me. And it's also up to you. But the conversations around, well, what does it mean to slow down? What what does that even mean to you? What does that mean to me? And that was the point. That was the point of starting this adventure, this movement towards, wait a minute, I really just, I don't want to run anymore. I don't want to rush. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to have the same life as everybody else. I don't want to do the same kind of work. I don't want to do my work the same way that everybody else does their work because then it isn't about me living my life. It is about me trying to live a life that I think I want when in fact, do I? Do I really want it? So 
the conversation of, all right, well, let's, let's start a podcast. I want to start a podcast around this. Let's start conversations with people that are doing life in their own way. And when I think about my years of coaching and kind of what it felt like, the whole, there was a lot of kind of like underlying stress inside of me where, oh, I've got to run a business. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to go out. I have to do social media content. I have to be on social media and contacting everybody and, you know, building relationships and, you know, encouraging everybody and everything. And I mean, that's what I thought in my mind. And it was, it's kind of like another have to. And this podcast, I have found for myself now that I am loving it. I enjoy waking up in the morning and thinking, ooh, who do I want to interview next? Who is somebody that I find really cool that's doing things differently that I can share with the world? And when I say the world, I literally mean if I can share with one person that's listening and they say, that's really cool, Asa. I learned this from your episode. This person said this and it really meant a lot to me. And that's enough for me. That's perfect. That is how the movement starts one person at a time, one bite at a time. We get the message out. So I'm going to ask, how can you support me? I'm going to ask you for support. I need your support with this movement. And can you consider, if you even like what we're talking about here, would you consider sharing the podcast with your friends, with your family, with your network of people that you know? I've got some friends that are really stressed out and they're always saying, oh, my life is a shit show. Everything is so crazy. I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. As if that is some kind of uh, like um, a, like they're a champion of something because their life is more busy than yours. Yeah. That's like the, the competition behind the craziness of my life being busier than yours. And, um, that is not a competition that I want to be in. And that's the exact opposite of what this movement is about. This is about us coming together and checking in with ourselves first to understand what our needs are. What do we want? How do we want our lives to look? How do I want to feel in my life? Who do I want to surround myself with? Because if I have people in my life that make me feel bad about myself, or increase my heart rate, like not in a good way, the kind of like where, okay, my heart is racing right now because they're bugging the shit out of me and what they're talking about because they're, they are so stressed in their lives that they're making me stressed. You know, that's that. Hey, listen, if you want to hang out with people like that, that's cool. That's up to you. But that is not who I'm hanging out with. And that is not who I want to hang out with. And that is who is not going to be a part of being a guest on this show. Because that's not who I want to surround myself with. And the people that I'm inviting on the show or that I want to listen to this are the people that want something better for themselves, something more connected, something where they feel, yeah, you know, I've had a really good time. I've had some laughs. I've done this. I've done the careers. I've had all the things that I've wanted. And I still have a long life ahead of me, but I want to do my life in a way that is more connected to me, to my family, to the people that I love and to the earth, actually being grounded in ourselves and the earth 
to understand where are we going. And now I'm going to ask you, do you have people in your life who make you feel terrific? You know, when you're around them, you feel more alive than ever. Well, my husband is one of those people for me. And talk about somebody that's 100% different than me in so many ways. I mean, he is one of the most quiet people. Doesn't speak very often, but when he speaks, you know, it's like words of wisdom are just falling from his lips. And he's so knowledgeable. He loves history. He loves big major events and he remembers so many things. And I just admire, he's an excellent teacher, a beautiful teacher to me. And I have asked him, would you consider being a guest on my podcast? I mean, you're the love of my life. Would you consider having a conversation with me and maybe my one listener? <laughs> and we can just kind of talk about our lives and how we met one another, because that's an interesting story, I think. And it helps you to understand me and it helps you to understand where I am in my life and how I have gotten to this point in my life. And I don't really think he wants to be a guest. As a matter of fact, he said, no, please, I don't want to. But I said, yes, I think it's a really good idea. I think that um, the world needs to hear our story because it is interesting and he is interesting and he is wonderful and he is beautiful and he is the love of my life. So take a minute, take a breath, take a sip of something. I'm going to be right back and I'm going to see if I can get my husband on this, on this podcast with me. All right. All right. Hold on now. So it is Asa and now I have Thomas my beloved husband sitting next to me who has finally agreed to sit and do this portion of the recording with me. And I'm sorry I'm crying because it's so funny because I know how he does not want to be here. So um, if you could only understand how different he is than me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, okay. So, Thomas, welcome oh, to the podcast. You. You. Okay, you're welcome. You. You're so welcome here. So, the reason I wanted to have Thomas on the show today was to share our story and uh, how we met. In the, it's kind of a cool story, I think, because it started a long, long, long time ago. And uh, I was five years old, and Thomas was six, and we were in class together. We had school together, and. Back in the day, that used to be called Lekis, and Lekis is like play school. Kindergarten? No, or no. No, it's not really kindergarten. It's kind of like pre-kindergarten, I think. And whatever yeah, you, maybe, whatever yeah, you do, yeah. I mean, we don't have kids, so whatever you yeah. do with kids before you go to kindergarten, whatever that's called. So we were in school together. And um, then my family moved to America, and this was, of course, in Sweden. And so fast forward, Thomas comes to visit me in Columbus, Ohio, where I was living at the time with our joint cousin, Morton. But and first we met at that wedding. That, that's where, oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 that was <laughs> no. wrong, 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 uh, wrong, wrong wife. <laughs> wrong. That was wrong wife. <laughs> that was a different wife. No, so that was in 1997 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you came to visit. Yeah. 
Um, me in Ohio with our cousin, and we are not actually related. My uncle married his aunt, so we are not blood related. Um, if you have any wanderings <laughs> around that, <laughs> so Thomas um, comes to visit us, me then in Columbus, Ohio, when he turned thirty, and then the next year I came to Sweden, and my best friend and I, Tammy, stayed here in this house that we're recording this live now. Um, in Tilbälja, Sweden, and then I hadn't seen him again until 2009. So 2009, I come back to Sweden for that same cousin who came with Thomas in 1997. He got married, and my family in America was invited to come. Well, it was my mother, my oldest sister Annelie, and I that made the voyage over to um to of course experience this beautiful wedding of our cousin and his future wife. So while we were there, I saw Thomas again for the first time then since 1998. And uh for me personally, I had just gotten separated from my then husband who I was married to for a little over 10 years, and I had absolutely no intention, no inclination or anything in looking for a man. Um, so Thomas, now you tell your version of the story up to this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw you uh, from the distance when we arrived, and I know you were coming because uh, my aunt told me you were coming. So I'm looking forward to that because I have seen you like mm, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So that was nice to see you. And you had just gotten out of a relationship then. Yeah. Yeah, I was together with a woman for like five years. Okay. So, yep. And so, I was single again. Yeah. And I was like what, 43. I think you were 43 and I was 42. Yes. So the the story started that way that we saw each other at the wedding. We had we were both single and had absolutely no idea what was going to happen at that wedding in that moment. And what I think is interesting is that because there was no, I wasn't trying, I wasn't looking, I wasn't pushing that Thomas, all of a sudden, this person that I had known essentially my whole life had not thought one thing of as far as like interest in him as a boyfriend or something like that. Uh, all of a sudden, when I see him at this wedding, he had completely turned into, I guess you had grown up. In in my yeah. eyes, you I, had I grown, grown up. late. I was, I was you were a late, late bloomer. bloomer it's yeah. called yes. Mm -hmm. I was very very very. Sh I'm still shy. Yeah. But but not that shy. Not that shy. Uh, but I was really shy up to like thirty five. Yeah. So so before, <clears throat> like, what do you mean by you were shy? Like, you did yeah. you have a lot of girlfriends? No, did I didn't. You? I didn't. I was. <laughs> I mean, I, I was out. I was playing a lot of music in bands, but I was always like laid back and not so social, I think. Well, I so. think that you're definitely a social person, but I think that you are kind of an introvert in the fact that you um, you have your love of music and you went out and you played music with yeah. your friends. Thomas is a very talented drummer. Well, yes, I, I think you are. I mean, as far as I understand drumming, I think you're a great drummer. Yep. <laughs> so you went out and you had, you know, you had women interested in you, but you kind of just, you were doing your own thing in your own life. 
and you were doing your sports and you were doing your uh, music and working yeah, primarily. Yeah. That was that was my life, uh, working, uh, exercise and playing music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the polar opposite of my life. <laughs> Certainly no exercise in my earlier days. Uh, I was smoking and drinking <laughs> and going to work. Uh, um, so when I met Thomas, he had um, grown up a lot in a way that he had uh, he wasn't so sad, and I don't know. Are you willing to talk a little bit about just briefly? We can touch yeah, on yeah, yeah. Um, a part of Thomas's life that changed the trajectory of his life forever, and that was in 1994. Please, you could take it from here. Yeah, um, uh, my parents went to a, like a weekend trip to Estonia with a. They took the ferry, and Estonia was just opening up to the Western world after being occupied by Soviet. And it was big, no big deal about that. It was just a ferry, a big ferry. Like, I don't know how many people it was, 1,500 people. But when they went back, the ferry went under in a storm. So nearly 900 people died, and my mother and father died too. Hmm. So that was, that was like... So unexpected, not fair. It was no. a horrible death, and they were young, like fifty years old. Yeah. So that, yeah, it was hard for, for like ten, fifteen years of that, because there was a lot of things happen after Estonia. They didn't take it up, so the body's still there, and it's not that deep. The boat and, was never taken out. Of... And it's a lot of conspiracy. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's still going on. They still. <laughs> They still now they're diving again on Estonia. So, but now I have like it's over for me. So, so in yeah. 1994, Thomas and his brother Nicholas, their life changed forever because their parents both died in a tragic ferry incident on the Baltic Sea. By the Baltic Sea. Um, and the they they perished with 800. How many other people? 852. 852 died. people died on that boat sinking that night. So you, of course, know and the, the story of the Titanic, how that happened where a big boat sank in the sea. This was the same kind of thing. Less people, but still a huge tragedy to Sweden and many other countries that had people on board. But Thomas lost his parents that night. So as you could well imagine, that would impact the, uh, the physical mental the psyche of a human being um but, but, understandably so yeah i mean i was i was like what was it, 27 or something yeah so i, I was a grown-up man but it, it was so hard because my parents were very close to me and of course and it's the, terrible their death is so horrible they're like be trapped in a boat and going under it so that was but yeah so then when when I saw Thomas, because that happened in 1994, then I saw him for the first time after that in 97 and then 1998. Back then, Thomas was like an old shriveled up old man. I mean, he weighed very little. Thomas is a very tall person. He is over two meters tall. So that's in American standards, that would be six foot six. And um, he weighed, I mean, he exercised all the time. So he was like basically a chronic exerciser. That was how I perceived that you dealt with your anger, your um, sadness, your disappointments. I mean, all of yeah. it for yeah. losing your parents, of course. Exercise is the best medicine. 
Yeah, well, exercise was the best medicine. Now, the the thing that happened with that, of course, that that put a lot of stress on him physically. Now, I, we said that we weren't going to be talking about stress in this episode. I just wanted you to kind of get an understanding of um, how Thomas is such an important part of my life. I've known him my whole life, but it was like I saw him for the first time in my life then back in 2009 at that wedding when he showed up basically i think for the first time really as an adult male um that was ready to have life he was ready to live life now and uh so i thought he was stunning and i fell in love with him instantly and we started our very long distance relationship at that point but um what i want to get across to you is the fact that I have a lot of friends that are over the age of 50 that do not have partners, that do not have love in their lives or someone that they do want to love in their lives. And I want to say to you that um, there is there is love out there. There is love all around us. <laughs> love is all around us. One of our favorite movies, Love Actually, that we just watched, watched this past weekend. And um, the fact that we weren't looking for it, and it has been the greatest love of my life. What about you, Thomas? I don't, yeah, mean, to, yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but tell, tell everybody how great you think I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but I, I have always thought you were like the most beautiful. You were like a Rolls Royce, and I was like a Fiat 500. For me, Aww. yeah. The, it was the, yeah. So, I mean, it was the same when I saw you, like, you were stunning, beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just me, so, but, uh, yeah. Then I went over to America, and, uh, yeah, and then we, I was in love directly when I saw you, but. In 2009. I, I, I have a little bit hard to express things, so, but I don't show, like, emotion super duper, but. Mm. You show them in the way that you can. Yeah, yeah. And don't you worry, I made sure that I kept pulling it out of you. And I continue to pull it out of him as I'm sitting here pulling him to be sitting here with me now, <laughs> having this discussion with you to hear, because it's important. We all have a story to share and we all want love. And I think that we all are in, in some way, we're definitely all worthy of love. So if, if you ever think that it's too late for you or there is nobody out there for you, um, when you just show up in the world being yourself, and being fantastic in the person that you absolutely are at the you know the, the bottom the core and you're just being you then that also allows other people to experience you the real you and that also allows them to be able to fall in love with the real you and i fell in love with the real you because you certainly are never going to be fake which was so refreshing for me that you weren't trying to hit on me you weren't trying to be something you weren't you're trying not to you know i mean you 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 were doing you were doing you yeah. and that was a very attractive thing so yeah i moved across the world to be with thomas uh to start my life over here in sweden but i'm never i'm never no. looking back that's Aww. for sure i uh no matter where yeah. i am i want to be with you i think we complement each other i think very so good. too it's your it's like yin and yang pin and pong Ping and pong gin and tonic <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah. uh, I'm more like slow, uh, like thinking. You're and you're, definitely and you're slower. Like, 
you're like so effective like a little cobra <laughs> oh my god well see that's the thing yeah. that i wanted yeah. to slow down my yeah. life because when i came from america to sweden i mean i had no problem commanding and demanding and saying how everything was supposed to be and thomas being the way that he is you know totally chill and relaxed he's like you have free hands you do whatever you want and i'm like oh my gosh really <laughs> i wait i get to do all this but then i'm like wait i don't want to do it all by myself i want to do it with you I want to make decisions with you. I want to have our home be our home. I want to do things together and get to, you know, experience life together with both of us having an opinion. And, and I think that Thomas has helped me so much with calming me down, slowing me down and being able to take the time to contemplate what it is that I'm feeling or feel like just feel my emotions and also feel where I'm being pulled in directions that maybe aren't uh, so good or healthy for me. And we've helped each other tremendously with that. Yeah, I mean, you both of us with our careers, you helped me. I was working at a bank called the sweat bank here in Sweden for 25 years of Finnish high school. And it was good, but and bad. I'm not so good to handle stress and it was always very stressful and become more and more stressful. So yeah, it was not good for me. So, no. and you said you have to quit that job. And finally, after I quit and I start again and then I finally quit. So that was very good. And now I'm working in a school, so I like it a lot. So it's a lot better for yeah. you. You're well suited for this yeah. kind of work. And when you come home, you're like relaxed because you were never relaxed before when you came home. You always think about what do you have to do. Yeah. So I think that in by, I mean, what, that was a decision that we both had to make was because you were so, all you did was sleep. Like you came home from work, you lay down the sofa and you passed out. You were so stressed that you needed to disconnect so much from your day so that you could actually be able to cope to wake up the next day yeah. and that was no life for us um so, i still sleep a lot <laughs> well you do still sleep a lot yeah. but i think that you also require a lot of sleep and i think that there's nothing wrong with that no. it's not because you're lazy it is literally because you yeah. need rest so um and the interesting thing also is after that work well when thomas and i met he stopped exercising so frantically because now he had other things to do. He was happy, we were experiencing life and going places and doing things. And so he didn't have time to exercise all the time. So couple that with stopping the exercising and stopping that dreadful work that was so stressful for him, he recognized that he now has a heart problem. And that was, what. how old were you when you discovered that? I think I was 45 or so 46, 45. 46, maybe. So people, I want you to recognize, listen to this. This is why this conversation is so important for us to talk about that 45-year-old has a problem with his heart. He'll take blood thinners for the rest of his life. He's taking blood pressure medicine, right? Yeah. For the, I mean, for the rest of his life because of changing the lifestyle. Thankfully, he's changed it to be calm now. But to be up in that kind of um, the, the high state of stress for a long, long time, it affects us very negatively. 
And like I've said to you before, when I was working in my old work, that I was so stressed because of the noise and because there were so many things that were happening constantly and I felt so completely out of control that I was also in a high state of anxiety constantly. And how does that impact us in the long term? Not well. So now for him and I to be able to sit together and have a conversation and say, let's let's go for a walk or let's just sit and talk for a minute, have a fire and have a nice meal and sit with each other and just talk um, and not have to go someplace, not have to earn more money, not have to drive the fanciest cars, not have to have the fanciest, biggest houses and fanciest clothes. You know, it's not important to us. It's just not important to us. But what is important to us is loving one another, taking care of ourselves, taking care of each other, taking care of our family and our friends, and how do we help serving in the world? How do we serve best in the world? And the only way we can serve best in the world is by taking care of ourselves first. So Thomas now takes care of himself. He goes to the gym, you eat well, you sleep enough. No. You do not work in that crazy environment anymore. No, I no. feel good. Yeah. Really good. <clears throat> Even if I start to be old, I feel, I feel better now. You're 56, 50. you're not old. Well, no. No, no, not old. But I feel better now than I when I was 30. So. Yeah, which is also a nice thing. That's, uh, but I think that you also choose a different lifestyle now. So yeah. you choose a different way to live so that you can enjoy yourself more now and you deserve it. We all deserve it. We all deserve to have a good life. And this is not just for Thomas and I. This is for everyone out there that I love him more than any man I have ever been in love with because I love myself more now than I ever have. And to be able to accept myself first and to see who I am, all the, the good, bad, and the ugly, and there is plenty of all of that. And Thomas completely and totally accepts me as I am. He always has which always made me feel safe, which always made it great, which always made it really fun and funny to be able to talk about our, our, <laughs> our, um, maybe our issues that we have or our shadows and talk about that with each other. But I wanted to share him with you today because he is fantastic. And I would love for you Thank to you. be a guest much more well, often. Yeah, and I think I, that he's yeah. more comfortable now that he sees that he's not actually looking into the face of a huge audience. He's literally <laughs> looking into my computer. So now that he understands how it, how it looks and how it is, it's not so it's not mm -hmm. so difficult. No, 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 no. So Thomas, do you have any a little piece of advice to anybody that you like if they are really stressing out right now or doing things that they don't want to do? Do you have any tip, just one tip for them to consider? Yeah, I mean, if you don't like your job, if it's you don't see any like light in your job then, then do something else even if it's not that good the payment is not so good but it's not worth it to like and uh, it's not just job maybe you stress on your free time too with a lot of things to do maybe you to cut that down and just relax and eat a good meal and drink good wine and and well, enjoy life more. find so, more enjoyment yeah. in in the little things yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to, to work. I mean, but uh, if you don't like what you're doing, I mean, you're there like eight hours a day. Maybe. It, it's, a, it's a big, yeah, maybe. But uh, it's a big part of your life. You work for like, I don't know, 40 years of your life. Uh, life is 
pretty short. <clears throat> it goes fast. No it kidding. goes faster and faster. So, yes, it and it can uh, like end very fast, like my parents. So unexpected, like, yeah. boom, then you're dead. Yeah. Gone. So in, appreciate the day. Stay in the day. Live in the now. If you're not happy, change it. That is up to you. If you are not happy, it is up to you to make a different choice and to do something different. Okay, we're going to pop off now and we're going to leave you with this last last episode of 2022. And then we're going to start season two in January. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. And please, if you would consider sharing this episode or sharing any of my podcasts with any of your friends or if I've ever said anything that you think is interesting or important or of value, I would love to hear from you. Any of your feedback is always appreciated. And, you know, thank you for being here. If one person listens to this and gets something out of this, then I feel that I have done my job. And starting this movement is important for me. It is important for the world. And we start one person at a time. So thank you for being with me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you, Thomas, thank for you. being with me thank today. You. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in the new year. See you on the flip side, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me, let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, In the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.